What's your karaoke song, Warwick? I've never sung karaoke. Yeah, but if you were going to sing karaoke, what would it be? Oh. Well, see, I'm about to embark upon perhaps one of the most frustrating journeys ever of learning to play the guitar. Right. And so I'd love to be able to play the guitar and sing a Die Straits song. Die Straits, okay. We all need goals. Yep. Yep, I think, you know, maybe it's one of those cases of biting off more than I can possibly chew and swallow. <laughs> Why don't you give us a tester? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have the guitar yet. I'm actually borrowing somebody's to uh, to start to learn. But, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd love to be able to play and sing, like, you know, Money for Nothing or something like that. See, I hate Dire Straits. But it's good that you have a goal and you can aim towards that. Okay. What about you? Karaoke song. Well, it was actually on my 40 things to do before I'm 40 list because I actually probably jumping out of a plane and singing karaoke, my two biggest fears. Have you done either of them? No. I know you didn't jump out of a plane. No. Because I would have been there to watch that one. No, sure. I, I st- maybe I'll do it before I'm 50. You've you've changed the goalposts already? Well, I can't sing for shit. <laughs> I really can't. Give I'm half tone deaf. No. Good. Okay. Because people will never listen again in case I actually get a sing. <laughs> Duncan says I sound like a like a cat being tortured. <laughs> Has he heard a cat being tortured? I always wonder about that saying, don't you? It's like, True. oh, it sounds like a cat dying. Yeah. Wow, have you heard that often? Anyway, no, but uh, well, well, when I when I actually learn to play the guitar, I may I'll, I'll send you a I'll send you a sample I'll send you a sample tape. Cool. But don't play it on the show. Well. <laughs> You have to get my permission first. I know how to edit now. Uh. Welcome to the Tradies Business Show, helping you get off the tools and into true business ownership so you can spend more time doing the things that matter most. Now, here are your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Michaela Clark. So what's your karaoke song? Uh, it'd be something like, um, something from Greece, maybe. Greece. Dirty Dancing, You've Had the Time of Your Life, <laughs> um, Neil, Neil Diamond. Been a Neil Diamond. I was actually on a cruise recently because that's all I do is fluff around and cruise. And, and I love that the cruise you went on for your birthday actually didn't go anywhere. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because I said to my mum and my husband, for my 40th, I thought we'd either do a family cruise or have a party. So it was either or. So we booked the cruise and then all of a sudden, hey... There was a party nice. on as well. Fancy that. Yeah. Mm. Good planning, I think. But anyway, uh, there was a lot of karaoke going on on the boat, mm-hmm. and uh, people really love karaoke. Some people love karaoke a little too much. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, Neil Diamond's a song to sing. Anything really? by Neil Diamond gets a crowd going, or Grease. Yeah, I'll keep that in mind. Yeah. Anywho. Uh, Maybe so it's all the cocktails that people have before. And speaking of cocktails, cocktails have fruit in them. They do. And so today's episode is about fruit. Oh, look at that segment. How good was that? Bit of a stretch, but anyway. uh, I thought it was all right. So we're talking low-hanging fruit today. And what does that term mean? Because for a long time I never got it. Well, think think of it this way. Like, uh, you and I aren't the tallest people that God ever created. and Some would say vertically challenged. Yeah. Uh, one of us more so than the other. <laughs> but, um, well, I don't know. I guess we could Google it and see what the wiki says. But uh, you think about if you wanted to pick some fruit 
to get the fruit that's generally speaking high up in the tree, you and I are going to need to go and find a ladder or a really tall person. And uh, so to pick the low-hanging fruit is a lot easier, isn't it? Hmm. So it's the easy things you can do in your yeah, business. Just reach up and grab it. It's right there in front of your nose. It's right. hanging down low, swinging in the breeze. Just grab it. So we have, over the last <laughs> uh, nearly two years, can you believe it, We've we've shared some we've shared a lot of low hanging fruit I reckon we are fruit orchard yeah our trees are just loaded with so we fruit. thought we'd maybe recap a lot of what we blubber on about in this low hanging fruit cocktail oh it's a cocktail of it's low a hanging fruit, punch fruit of low it's hanging. a low hanging fruit punch yes this is going downhill fast <laughs> okay so a lot of these you would have heard before we bang on about all the time but these are little things that you never know you could just tweak change that actually can make a difference and we uh, we shared the story of uh, Tony Richardson from the tidy painter recently uh, previous where, episode yeah he um, he picked some low-hanging fruit he got off his bum and he grabbed hold of that apple and ripped it off and uh, lo and behold it was He's got tasty. apple pie <laughs> This is going to be one of those episodes where people are going to go, I don't know if I should keep listening to the Tradies Business Show. Look, those there's two value have coming. lost it. There's value coming. We have recorded a few episodes today, so... Humour is not one of the reasons you tune into the Tradies Business Show, I'm sure. It's not for our jokes. No. So Anywho. it inspired us to mm. do an episode about those low-hanging fruit. And as you were yes. saying, Tony sent some emails out to past customers in under an hour, and it, it generated between six and seven grand in quotes. Yep. And counting. Yes. No, so, in business. Yes, in business. In, in actually, you know, go-aheads. From so. past customers. So uh, we thought we would uh, go through a lot of ones we've already said, but yep. just a bit of a reminder episode. Yeah, bit of a wrap-up. So uh, first one, follow-up quotes, right? Follow up your recent quotes. If you have done quotes for people and they are... You know, out there in Never Never Land, you've sent it off and you're doing the hope and pray approach, hoping they get back to you, praying that it turns into work. Don't do that. Pick no. up pick up the old telephone, the dog and bone, and give them a ring. Don't and, don't email them. And don't say you never get time. Put aside some time every week that that is your quote follow-up time. Worst case, send an email, really quick one. Hey, just want to know if you're still interested in getting this work done. How did you go with making a decision about your bathroom renovation or whatever the thing is? And just follow them up because... That's it, just one line. Just like you, listening to this show, people are busy and they forget and they get distracted and I have lost count of the number of times tradies have done that and the response they get back is, oh, it's funny, you know, I was going to ring you today or I was just talking to my wife about that last night or my husband about that last night. Yep, we want to go ahead. Or we had a few questions about the quote. Awesome. I'd love to drop around and have a cup of coffee and answer those with you. And you know what? If people say, I'm not ready or no, Great. so what? You follow it up, now you know you can move on. Yep. Is it's it all right if I thing. give you a call in a few months and find yep. out if you've changed your mind? Okay, so follow up your quotes. Now, we had a recent episode um, with Liz Campbell mm. about... Uh, Copywriting, you know, words on your website. And particularly about us. A couple of things she well, took out of that. not about you and me. No, but you bet you, about us, Paige. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and how to, you know, make that stand out from the rest. Mm-hmm. And one thing she said that I thought was really good was, you know, to add some testimonials to each page of your website. Yeah, I, that was a really cool one because yep. I've, 
you know, I've got a testimonials page and we've got some on our, our site, uh, but to put a testimonial on, you know, if you've got a list of services, say you're a plumber and you do bathroom renos and you also do new work and you also do maintenance stuff and you do, uh, you know, servicing of sewerage systems or septic systems, lucky you, put a testimonial on each of those specific pages about a job you've done in that particular area so it relates to that kind of work. Yeah, and I mean, go back and have a listen to Liz. She has an amazing tips about um, your About page, but have a go of rewriting some of it and implementing some of those tips as well on your About Us page. So that's three. Yep. What's next? Uh, well, another one that's kind of along, well, not along those lines, but related to what we just talked about is a lot of you listening to this show would have services that you do that are an annual thing or a quarterly thing that need to be done. So, you know, I mentioned septic systems, uh, you know, my, my old house had a uh, one of those wastewater recycling units and um, the plumber sends me an email every year and I ignore it because it costs me money. But, uh, <laughs> but, you know, it's supposed to get serviced every year. And what they do is they remind me that the council actually requires a certificate to be uh, um, submitted every year with that system, right? Now, if they don't send me an email, I forget conveniently and don't get it done. But they send an email and it's like, oh, crap, literally. Uh, I've got to get that service done. But, you know, smoke alarms, okay? They should be checked every year. Uh, air conditioning in in homes, you know, if you're in that uh, game, they need to be serviced. Tell me why I need to and why it's going to cost me more if I yeah. don't. Why is all that dust bad that you're breathing in because your air conditioning hasn't been cleaned? Totally. Pest control, you know, uh, electrical, even building maintenance and some of those sort of services. Uh, you know, you could create some ongoing uh, annual services like door and window adjustments, you know, and just charge 39 bucks, but use that as an opportunity to pick up some other work, some other maintenance work. So there's all sorts of things that require reminders because I'm not going to remember that my gutters are due to be cleaned out because it's been six months since you were here last because time flies and I forget that all these things come due. So send me a reminder. You know, carpet cleaners are great at this. Yep. You know, they do one job for you and then they ring you every six months for the rest of your life. <laughs> um, and the thing is, people avoid doing this because they don't want to be a pest and they don't want to be annoying, but you're going to have to accept that some people will tell you to go away, but most people uh, will either say, oh, thanks, but I'm okay, and the rest of them will say, thanks, actually, yeah, can we get that done? And that's that's uh, our experience when we see tradies do this stuff. So send reminders out for some of your ongoing services. And if you don't have any, create some. Think of some. Now, the other thing that we all set and forget often is our social profiles. Huh. So I think it's really important to go back and review what information's on there, update them. Um, and some of these social profiles uh, change their formats or layouts. So, for example, Facebook pages had a recent change. Mm. So looking at how your profile picture and your top banner are now different uh, layout mm. and so just looking at what new features perhaps they have that you're not taking advantage of but even the basics is, is information up to date oh, and make sure it's consistent across the different platforms so don't have a uh, you know a Facebook photo that's current you've just spent a couple hundred bucks and got Jason Mallowan to do a fantastic headshot for you but on LinkedIn you've got some crappy thing that you took with your phone in the toilets at the local pub uh, of yourself you know make sure it's consistent across all those platforms and the beautiful thing about updating those social profiles is generally all of the people who follow you get to see that so it pushes out a notification to say you've updated something 
it reminds them that you're there. They go and have another look, check out your profile, and they might actually, you know, engage with you or read one of your blog posts or whatever. So, and, yeah, update your profiles. And also, I mean, start looking at being more consistent on social. Yeah. Which we say all the time. Yep. Rates. Rates. Not, we should put them down? Not the ones you pay the council. <laughs> and no, don't drop them to get more work. Uh, quite the opposite. And this is everybody's favourite. Everybody loves it when Wazza starts talking about increasing your rates. Put up your prices, basically. Shock, horror, you're going to lose all your customers and nobody will ever get any work done with you. Well, I can tell you that's a load of BS. Um, are you going to miss some jobs? Yep, absolutely. And uh, from experience of working with tradespeople over many years, the experience is that you end up missing the pain in the backside jobs that you never wanted in the first place. They're the penny-pinching people that are just hard work. Now, I'm not talking about a 20% price hike. And I'm not talking about necessarily across the board, but just 3 to 5% increase in your base rate goes straight to your bottom line. You think about this. You're already running your business at a level where you're either drawing a basic wage or a decent wage, or maybe, you know, worst case, you're breaking even. If you add 3% to your prices, that's 3% more cash and profit you're going to have for you at the end of the day. And nine times out of ten, people will not notice the difference. You think about if you're charging 80 bucks an hour currently and you put that up, say, 5%, that's only $84 an hour. Okay, it's not a big jump. And the only person who will have, well, the person that will have the biggest issue with that is you. All right, and if you make it an issue, it'll be an issue with your customers. So give it a go. It's easy money. It's probably the lowest hanging fruit. You're a good tradesperson. Charge just a little bit more, and uh, and it goes straight in your pocket. So that's an easy one. Another easy one is just checking your appearance. You know, is all your staff in up to date uniforms? Is your van looking good? Is all your branding consistent? Just have a little bit of your mm. your styling. Let's say you know, of your if the business. stickers are peeling off the side of your Ute. Um, that says something about your business. And you know, for a hundred bucks or two hundred bucks, you could get new stickers made and put on there. So fix that up now. Uh, one thing that I know this is going to sound ridiculous to some, but I cannot tell you, and it's happened to me, how many people this has happened to, is just check the contact form on your website. You mean what contact form? Okay. Have a contact form on your website, A, and B, if you have one, make sure it works. Yeah. Because you'd be surprised at how many don't. So if, if you set your website up five and a half years ago and you put in an old email address that you don't have anymore and that's where the contact us form is going to, you could be missing out on inquiries. And yes, Michaela and I have seen people do this. Is there missing inquiries? Uh, and if you don't have a contact us form, as Michaela said, set one up. It's really easy. For most websites, it's a free plugin. And also look at putting it on not just your contact us page, but on the bottom of your services page and other areas on your website as well. Yep. You could get fancy and have book online buttons and all that, but uh, yeah, you know, just give people a way to actually get in touch with you via your website without having to go searching for a phone number or email address or something. Uh, one that's probably a little more, uh, you know, intermediate level is add-on services and upgrades. Now, uh, we're talking things like, you know, if you are a plumber and someone's called you out to to replace their leaky tap or something like that, offer them an add-on. You know, if you notice their shower head is one of the old school thousand litre a minute ones, just just mention it to them. Say, hey, look, 
while I'm out there, saves your call-out fee, uh, I can put a, a water-saving shower head on there for, you know, for 49 bucks or 109 bucks or whatever your offer is. But just give people something else that they can say yes to. Because if you don't ask, you don't get. Uh, same with, you know, using it as a conversion tool, basically, is having a bit of a package deal. So, you know, I've, I work with a, pest, a fairly big pest control company and they have an offer. If people book two services together, they get a package price. Now, is it a discount? Well, yeah, technically, but it's actually inducing people to book the second service and it doubles the, the revenue from that one visit. So the pest guy goes out and instead of doing a $150 job, he's doing a $300 job in the same amount of time, essentially, because he's already there. So it makes sense for us to give a little bit of a discount on that package deal. Right, so just look for ways you can add things on, you know, upgrades. Perhaps they could put better quality washers in. Maybe we can convert you to ceramics or whatever the heck it is. You know, if you're electrical, it's like, would you like the cheap power points or the better quality ones that have the flush finish and the nicer switches? Just give people the option and they can always say yes. The other big one is we don't find that many traders actually following up jobs they've done and then asking for referrals. Mm. You know, are they happy with the work? Yes. Is there anything else they would like done or is there anyone they know that would like their services? Yeah, it all comes back to asking. Yep. If you don't ask, you don't get. Now, it's a little bit scary and you've got to go outside your comfort zone, but do you want to make any more money or not? I mean, really, is that simple? So the uh, the next one, which is kind of related to the whole put up your rates, there's, there's actually an easier way to put up your prices than putting up your prices. And it's not a riddle. It's called stop discounting. And uh, if you're doing mates' rates and if you're given a 10% discount as a way to get people across the line to use the old sales speak, that 10% discount that you're giving people, that's your wage. You might as well just rip out your wallet, open him up, and if there's actually anything in it, is uh, just hand over some folding stuff because that's your money. Generally speaking, the 10% discount that you give people, that's all you make as a net profit at the end of the day and that's a pretty typical net profit percentage for most businesses particularly in the trade space of between 10 and 15 percent so when you give a 10 percent discount you're now doing that job for nothing so what should they do if they're not discounting what else can they do that's not going to cost them money great question Michaela. i'm glad you asked <laughs> now i'm suggesting you replace the discount with a different strategy and what i would rather you do is give value. So give added value rather than give away your profit as a discount. Because you think about it, if you turn on the telly and you're looking at a white goods retailer that's advertising and they've got a super-duper sale, we've got 10% discount store-wide, are you going to race down to buy your new washing machine? Most people aren't that excited about 10% discount anyway. It has to be like 60 70% off for most of us these days because we've been so detuned to discounting because of big re big box retailers having their 72% off sales, the 10% really doesn't have the impact. Much better if you can get a bit smarter about this. And you know, I'll give you an example. So the, the pest control guy, right? Same example. Rather than give a discount, what they do is they throw in a free treatment. So if we're out there spraying for cockroaches and spiders, if you book between now and the end of uh, the month, what we'll do is we'll throw in a free rodent treatment valued at 47 bucks, right? Now, uh, truth be told, the actual cost of providing that service is a lot less than $47, you know? The baits and the time for the technician to actually place the baits and all that stuff, 
might only cost the pest controller fifteen or twenty dollars. So the perception is with the customer, they're getting forty-seven dollars worth of treatment for free, but the cost to you as the trade business is a lot less than the discount you're giving. Half, even less than that, you know. And I've had mechanics and all sorts of businesses do this over the years where they throw in you know free wiper blades if you've ever seen that stuff or uh, you know buy three get one free so you, you there's this perception that you're getting you know a free tire valued at 79 bucks but the reality is the tire only costs the retailer 20 bucks so that's all they're actually giving you but they're buying a lot more favor with the customer than the cost of the the free chuck-in or the value add so have a look if you've got even a free upgrade, you know. If you book us to, to um, you know, replace your smoke alarms, we'll do a free upgrade to hardwired ones, um, you know, saving you 69 bucks. But the fact is they cost the bloody same anyway. So just, just be a bit smarter about how you do your discounting and don't call it a discount because discounts have to be massive these days to get people excited anyway. True. Good advice. Uh now, we've sort of touched on this a bit, but just looking at your website, I mean, going back, are all the services on there, do you still offer? Is there new ones you haven't put on there? Is there new team members that aren't with you anymore or yep. old team members that aren't with you anymore? Yeah, or you yeah, have, you know what off. I meant. Uh, so just have a really good review. Look at all the phone numbers you've got listed. Um, just making sure they're all current. And like we said, not one you had five years ago that's gotten the diverts finished on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seen um, that before. Yeah, so just generally, is it up to date? Yep. Uh, another one, and we've we've done an episode, or we've done a couple where we've talked about alliances and uh, leveraging your suppliers. When was the last time you asked your supplier, you know, whether it's electrical, plumbing, uh, tile shop, whatever, if you could pop some business cards on the counter and if they've got anybody looking for work, just let you know. Now, they might already have other tradies' business cards on the counter, but if yours aren't there, what's the chances you're actually going to get any work? That's it. And also uh, saying, look, can we have a meeting? I just want to tell you about what's happening with us, Yep. you know, or just have a chat next time you're in there, update them, just saying top of mind. Yep. Um, but actually saying, I am looking for more work, mm. you know, because these people are getting asked all the time. Exactly. And and they're going to go with the easiest referral possible. So if you've just given them some cards and a special offer, and I just did this with an auto electrician, uh, went to a, a local tint shop, um, left some offers there with some value-added uh, things that they printed on their own printer, and um, and the tint shop's happy to put it there because they get asked all the time about wiring up for trailers and stuff. You know, the tint shop is getting people with their new four-wheel drives coming through. Oh, do you know, you know, can you recommend someone to wire up my, my trailer plug or my reversing camera? And so, you know, simple little thing like that, it's sitting on the counter, the salespeople are all aware of it, uh, and, you know, they, they get some work out of that. The other thing is, uh, you know, we say about how important it is to network and this industry isn't great at it, mm. but maybe in the next month aim to go to at least one networking event. Yeah. Just go, see what it's like. Go as a guest. Most yeah. of them you can do that for free a couple of times, whether it's Chamber of Commerce or B&I or some of the other local ones. Just get yourself along and, uh, you know, again, if you're not out there, people can't find you. If you're hiding away in your home office doing your bookkeeping, no one's going to find you there. So you've got to get out and get visible. And if you're doing your own bookkeeping, go listen to the episode where we tell you to stop doing that. <laughs> Another easy one is look at the way you answer your phone. Mm. Answer your phone. Well, A, answer your phone. <laughs> uh, but B, you know, 
try and answer it like you want to get their work, not like you're being mm. a pain in the ass because someone's calling you. And yep. If it's too hard on the tools, look for getting a virtual receptionist or an office person or someone to help answer your phones for you. Yep. Because when I ring you, I want you to be excited to talk to me because I'm a prospective customer. I want you to want my business. I want you to put your arm down my toilet and fix my poo blockage. That's right. I want you to be excited about that. Yeah, I'd love to come out and look at your stinky toilet, Warwick. I'd love you to come and look at my fan that's 38 years old and is clinking, and I want you to come and fix it for nothing. And in the middle of summer, I can't think of anything I'd rather do than crawl in your ceiling space, sweating my bum off, trying to find the broken wire in your house. That's it. So sound excited. Yep. And, you know, we take the mick, but... Look, if if you're miserable and uh, or if you're sick of getting those sorts of jobs, uh, you know the tough call is maybe you should have a think about what you're doing. But otherwise, be positive. You know, answer the phone like you want to talk to me. Um, don't treat it as a pain in the neck because yeah. I'm going to feel like a pain in the neck as a customer. That's right. We did an episode uh, ages ago where we we tested ringing ten businesses and mm-hmm. only two passed. Yep. So it's not. It's an easy change. It can make you stand out. Absolutely. Uh, now, in terms of you know that attitude thing, a little bit related to that, and we've talked a few here in this episode about asking for things. One of the big things that most business owners are really crap at asking for is the sale, asking people to buy. So I'd, I'd replace the whole ask for the sale thing because that's a bit old school, a bit used car-ish, but just ask people to buy. So when you do a quote... Go and present it to them if it's big enough value. If it's a small quote and you send it out via email or post, sure. But as we said, follow up and then ask them to buy. If you want it, ask for it. If you wanted, you know, somebody to do something for you, you would ask them. So if you want me to give you some money, ask me. Say, so Warwick, uh, how would you like to go ahead with that? And I'll say, "Uh, it's a bit dearer than I was hoping. And then you can talk about that. But don't just kind of leave it with me and hope that I'll be the one who takes action and gets off my bum and picks up the phone and rings you and says, yeah, Bob, look, I've been chasing you for a week to tell you I want to give you some money, mate. People are really busy and consumers are, you know, they're probably a bit skeptical and with good reason. So you've just got to ask for it. Ask for me to buy from you. And it's like answering the phone. You know, you make you feel like you're proud of the services that you offer and you're more than wanting to help this person out. And you're going to feel uncomfortable. You know, if you're sitting there presenting a quote for a few grand to someone to paint their house or renovate their bathroom or whatever it is, and you're going to sit there and do the whole thing of, so Warwick, uh, you know, we've we've been through everything there. Um, How would you like to proceed with that? Or when would you like us to get started? You're going to feel like a goose. But why should you, though? Exactly. Why should you? They've asked you for a quote. That's right. And you're providing a good service. This is what it costs. Be proud of what you provide and, you know, there's no need to feel silly about it. That's right. But I think the reality, Michaela, is we all probably feel a little bit uncomfortable about asking for money. You know, that's the same with collecting debts from people. We should probably add that to the list is, um, you know, anyone who owes you money, ring them up. Uh, you know, ask for the money. It's your money. You shouldn't feel bad about chasing your uh, your debtors, you know, your accounts receivable. So, and if you don't have a process for doing that, uh, you need to put a simple process in place where you're following people up every week, every single week. Ring them, email them, ring them, email them, text them. Um, people are busy. They will dodge it as long as they can. If, you, if you're Mr. Nice Guy or Gal 
they will pay you last because they're going to pay the squeaky wheels first. So make sure you're a squeaky wheel. But yeah, on on the asking uh, for things, that's that's another one. So uh, I don't know. I think we've we've, we've covered most more, of them here. One 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 more, which is a big one, uh, which can be online or in however you communicate with customers. And it's all about those call to actions. Yeah, good one. What's a call to action? <laughs> It's where you tell people what the next step is. Oh, tell me what to do. Tell me what to do. Right. Yep. You know, call here, download this. Yep. Whatever you need to do, yep. get give them what they need to do to move forward. And in this day and age of, you know, more than 60-70% of search traffic happening on mobile devices, have a call now or a book now button that pops up on your mobile website. So when I search for you on my mobile device, chances are I want to talk to you. I'm on my mobile device. I'm standing in my backyard with poo streaming out of the lawn. I need to talk to somebody, right? Or I'm looking for the mechanical workshop that someone referred me to or whatever it is. Have a button on your website or have the phone number linkable so that it pops up and says, you know, call this number. Simple stuff to do, um, but that's an example of a call to action. Or it could be, you know, read our report on the dangers of not, Unblocking your sewer. I don't know. We're stuck on this poo thing, but <laughs> but yeah, have those call to actions and tell people what to do next. Get them to take the next step. So there's a lot there. Yeah, there is a lot of fruit. There is. We could make and, a whole lot of fruit punch. And we're I was saying maybe pick one or two that are most relevant to you because a lot of these you probably have already got under control. Yeah. But pick one or two that you think will make an immediate impact on your business and something you can easily implement and let us know how you go. Yeah. Just like Tony did. And, uh, and you know, share your stories with us. Hit us on the Facebook page, Tradies Business Show, or send us a voicemail and we'll include you in a future episode, tradiesbusinessshow.com. Click on the little uh, microphone icon there and tell us your story. Tell us what you've done or tell us your challenge and uh, we'll include that on a future episode and make you famous. Yes, and if you have particular questions about some of these and you want some more help, Think about our Tradies Business Toolkit, uh, which gives you some one-on-one support as well as some videos every week on whatever Walls is thinking that he needs to have a rant about. Uh, <laughs> we've got heaps of tools, templates, and, and videos in the membership as well. So Tradies Business Show forward slash toolkit if you'd like to know more. Thanks for tuning in. Always great to have you with us. We love hearing your stories, and we hope you've got enough fruit there to go and make some good fruit punch. Bye. Bye for now. You've been listening to The Tradies Business Show with Warwick Bidwell and Michaela Clark. Want to get off the tools into true business ownership? Find out how at tradiesbusinessshow.com.